Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host. And I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor. If you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That stands for next level agents. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up, The Kevin and Fred Show, and please leave us a review. That is the best way to support our efforts here in the show. All right, let's get to today's episode. All right, guys, we're back on The Kevin and Fred Show. And today I'm joined uh, by my longtime friend, Alita Reynolds. Alita, how's it going? Hey, doing really good. Really good. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. I'm glad we could do this. You and I have had some interesting conversations. Well, first of all, so for the listener, you and I go back because we were in the same brokerage uh, a number of years ago here in, I'm in, I'm in Tempe, Arizona, greater Phoenix area. So I got to know each other kind of as an agent. You were, um, you were doing your thing here after moving uh, from the Northwest and you've had such like a vast array of experience in real estate. So I'm like really excited to dive into some of the stuff that you've really gone deep on since, I don't know, it feels like the last maybe five or six years. Um, yeah. Sound good? Yeah. yeah. Sounds awesome. I know I, I joined your brokerage. Um, what was it like nine years ago? Yeah. It was, was it? 2003. It was almost exactly. Basically we took over that brokerage. Um, it was effectively April 1st, 2013. Um, and yeah you know, had a big turnaround and you were one of the first ones there in the turnaround. I want to say the day we took over, there was like 50 people in that brokerage. Um, and so it was a complete turnaround job. And I remember you and, and a few of the other agents that were like new fresh faces to not just the market center, but like the area, like really helped bring the vibe and the energy. And, you know, ultimately that market center became pretty awesome. Um, but not to talk about the, not to talk about that brokerage. Like, why don't we start here, Alita? Tell everybody, like, how long have you been in real estate? Like what got you started in real estate? And then I'm going to dive into some of these things I'm excited to talk to you about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I actually, um, I got my real estate license pretty much after I graduated high school. Cause I bought my first house and then, um, I was actually, I was given like a couple of scholarships right out of high school, but I graduated when I was 17 and I couldn't use the scholarships without a parental signature. And that just wasn't an option for me. I'd already been on my own since I was like 15, 16. And so when I turned 18, I bought my first house because I, I graduated high school working for a bank, you know? And so I already, I already graduated with income and employment and everything. I bought my first house and I was like, I actually thought they did a terrible job. <laughs> and I'm like, I could do that way better. I'm going to be an investor. I'm going to get my real estate license, you know, and I'd already penciled out like, oh, well, if I, if I work this much, I can save this much. I can buy one more house every two years. And I'm like, I'm going to get my license, do it myself. And I couldn't believe how much money they made on their commission checks. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to do that. And so I, I, that's, that's how it started. So I've been licensed for, uh, what's it, what's it been now? Uh, 17 years. <laughs> really? In 17 years? That's yeah, it's been 17 years and I've been licensed in four different states. Um, so it's been a long time. <laughs> time flies, right? Isn't that funny how you like you look? I was having this conversation with another friend the other day and now he's been in real estate a little bit longer than you and I, but he was, he was talking to somebody who was sharing with me, like this guy's really active and like, you would never know. He he's, he looks a lot younger than he is. Um, and he behaves that way. Like he's a very vibrant person and he realized that he'd had a real estate license coming up on 40 years. 
And I was like, I'm coming up on 15 and uh, at the end of next month, you're at seven. Doesn't time just fly? I mean, it was such a different world then when you got licensed, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I first got licensed, I was an assistant for a luxury team in Oregon and I mean, the market was stable. And so I was, I was a real estate agent into the inflation and then into the crash. And then, so I, I literally was like, it was similar to the market now where people are like, here's 50,000 over asking price. Here's, here's a hundred thousand over appraisal value. And then we went through the crash of like BPOs and REOs and, you know, doing, you know, selling like cash for keys, you know, like we transitioned our business for like cash for keys and doing all that and stuff. And, you know, all the foreclosures and everything. And, and then I balanced out again, you know, now we're, you know, I feel like we had a balanced market for a long time. We were pretty, we were pretty spoiled as real estate agents in a balanced market, but <laughs> I, a ba- I, I love that you said we were spoiled in a balanced market because I'm sure you have the same thing too. When you tell people, I know for me, when I, when I tell people in the general public, they're like, Whoa, what do you do? Especially if I'm just meeting them. Um, and they're like, and you tell them real estate, like, whoa, now's probably so awesome, right? I'm like, no, it's horrible. No. And, you know, nobody, uh, the general public, they just think everybody relates seller's market equals good. And I'm like, uh-uh, just because, like, it's only good for one person. And it, even for them, it's it's so stressful because they're reviewing, having to go through 25 offers. Like, this is not a fun market for anybody. So I love that you mentioned that because a balanced market, oh, even if we just had a little more balance, that would be so amazing, right? Just a, even just a little bit to make our conversations more realistic. And I mean, even to have an effective conversation with a seller on the phone right now, where you're like, okay, I understand that you probably could get a hundred thousand more, but maybe we shouldn't list it for a hundred thousand more. Maybe we should list it for what we can support on comps and then let the, let the market drive it up. You know, <laughs> just a thought, Mr. Seller. But, you know, that's a hard conversation when, you know, another realtor's um, close, you know, when they're in front of them is, yeah, let's list it for over a hundred thousand more. Yeah. That's always, that's always the tough part. I mean, those people never, I think in the end, they never win. They, they win a couple. It's kind of like they might win a couple battles. They never win the war. Um, You know, something I'm just going to go there because you just mentioned, you talked, you said talking to the seller on the phone. Uh, The phone is where you spend a lot of time. Now, I I don't want to skip over this too much because what I appreciate is like you just mentioned, you started off as an assistant. When I met you, you were helping launch a, a, a team here in Phoenix, an expansion team. And so what I saw you as like, you were going out there as a, as a buyer's agent, as a listing agent. Um, so you've, what, what I'm, the point I'm trying to drive home is like, you've, you've done a lot of jobs in the industry. And the, the next thing I want to talk about though, was like literally the telephone, because what I saw you do was you realized I mean, you had a skill, number one, for, for doing that, but then you also somehow figured out how to transfer that skill to other people. And I saw you uh, as your friend and as kind of someone watching from the sidelines, like saw you build this amazing business around ISAs or inside sales associates, which is still, I think, such the biggest, you know, hardest nut to crack for so many agents around the country is to, to how to figure out this ISA game. So let's let's dive into that. If you don't mind, like how, what got you started? Like what got you started down the path of number one, maybe using the phone a lot, but then number two, what then made you decide to kind of make your business kind of more centered around that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, my, my love affair for the phones that had been about 15 years now started with me being prospected myself as a for sale by owner. So when I first started off as an assistant, I actually shelved my license because of drama politics at Windermere 
and I didn't know what to do. I just knew like, I can't, I can't go to this office anymore. The gal that I was assistant for, she had quit going through a divorce. You know, she had just quit for a little bit. And so I put my license on a shelf and I was like, well, I'll just sell this for sale by owner. Well, I got prospected by my broker, uh, my long-term broker after that, Tim Davis, where he cold called me as a for sale by owner. Wow. And he said, you know, I want to come in and tour your home and, you know, you have a price, price, you know, just right. And if you need any help, if anything, I can bring you a buyer. He used a script on me that I still use today. And I said, I tell you what, I said, I'm, I'm a licensed agent. I'm just an active. I said, if, if you show me what you're doing right now, you can, you can absolutely come over. I, what are like, and then he came to my house and I said, what were you doing on the phone? What was that? And he's like prospecting. And I said, yeah, <laughs> he goes, yeah. He goes, and he told me all about it, you know, where he learned it and, and, and just all of the systems and tools. And then invited me on his team as a buyer's agent. And I spent my mornings calling Vulcan seven data. Ren Jones had just opened up Vulcan seven and was our coach for Vulcan seven. I was prospecting from the newspaper and Vulcan seven doing cold calls for him. And then I would go and I'd work the buyers in the afternoon from our sign calls. Wow. And I did that five years. Okay. So (laughs) when did, at what point did you decide to not just effectively be your own ISA, but to then to start to scale that, like, was there a moment in time where you went, Hey, instead of just focus, cause at the time, like when you, when I first got to know you as an agent in the brokerage here in Tempe, you were, you were selling, you were actively selling real estate. Was there a moment yep. or an event where you went, Hey, I'm going to not focus on selling real estate and I'm going to focus on this harder part of the phone. Yeah. That, that was at your guys' brokerage. So coming down. So after Oregon, I moved up to Alaska and I was invited on a team. I was a buyer's agent and I, and I trained, I've always been a pretty big team player. Like I want everybody to win, you know? So if I see someone struggling, I'll help them. And part of joining unity home group up there in Anchorage, Alaska everybody had to set so many appointments or make so many calls from their database because they had built their own landing pages and had their own lead funnel system. And it was the first time that I had really experienced internet leads at a high level. My experience dialing was always for expireds, canceled, FISBOs, and geofarming, you know, circle prospecting. So now they're like, oh yeah, here they come into this website and then you call them. I'm like, the website, the the leads come to you? They want to be called and they come to you? Oh my gosh. And it was like, for me, it was like, you know, just grabbing fish out of a barrel. I mean, I was just all day long, you know? And so I created these worksheets, like some will, some won't, so what, keep going. And like, you know, like uh, Darren Hardy said, you got to have 50 no's. So I created a checkbox list of 50 no's and was like starting to motivate the buyer's agents to, hey, just make your calls, you know? And we know now that you don't need 50 no's for buyer leads, right? To set your two to four appointments. I mean, gosh, you need 10, you need a dozen right? That'll answer the phone. But um, it was around that time that they wanted to expand to Arizona. And so they offered me the opportunity to come to Arizona. And when I saw in your guys's uh, market center there, I mean, there were so many training events. I'd never been exposed to that much training. And I was listening. Everybody had the same problem. Everybody had 6,000, 10,000, 20,000 leads and, and nobody knew how to call them or convert them. And I remember I talked to you, I talked to Gubernick, um, I talked to the TL and I, and I had my, on my yellow memo, steno book, remember? And I, I had my flow yeah. chart of the ISA company and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to make an ISA company, you know? And then I was like, I got to teach other people how to do this. Like our industry needs this. Like we need this as an industry. 
And I just, I loved setting appointments for myself and going on appointments. But what I loved more was being that support system for agents in our office. I loved it. That's awesome. So tell me about that journey um, from a, it's an idea and an inspiration on this piece of paper to then where did you take that? Uh, a lot of, um, a, a lot of closed doors, a lot of just nobody knew the answer. Uh, uh, nobody had successfully done it. Nobody had built, especially because I was going for USA based um, ISA call center. So not overseas. And so I was running ads on Craigslist, bringing people in and trying to train them and utilizing the market center office space to run the business. And in return, you know, obviously everybody got a discount on my services and I was doing recruiting for the TLs, you know, to keep my office space there, but to get somebody from the streets and then do a disc on them and get them trained I mean, that, that entire journey of no blueprint it took a lot of accountability. It took a lot of um, just a revolving door of finding the right people. And when I finally narrowed it down to call center specialists, like people that already knew how to sit down and make calls. And then I also did internships at the business college at the oh, business school. Uh, when I had moved down, when I got an office down in Tucson, you know, U of A had their, their business internships. And I, it was a paid internship where they would come in and I would teach them the language of sales. Nice. And that right there was my, my big break. When, so at what, like how high, how far did you take this? Like, what's the, what's the most number of, I guess, ISAs would be the right word. Like, and that maybe even I'm sure, cause I know you always, this is something I've always admired about you. You always know numbers and stats and what's going on. Like, like how many phone calls a day or a month were being made? And like, what, what was that like for you managing all that? And like, how big did it get? Um, we got to 250, um, 250,000 dials a month. We had uh, 300 ISAs. I had three locations and I had, I had 1500, give or take stable, staple clients. Like these were my staple, like it wasn't, it was like my, my bottom, my, if, if you say your top 25%, right? Like the ones that they're your biggest fans, like yeah. they're with you. They're, uh, so at the time. I had um, anywhere from, I don't know, 3,000 clients nationally for recruiting projects, geofarming. Um, we're talking four to 10 clients per ISA, right? Because at the end at the time, we're East Coast to West Coast, including Hawaii and Alaska time. And then we're dialing, call centers can dial 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. in every time zone. So we're able to dial 12 hours a day in every time zone. And then I, at one time I have the, the power dialers from five, nine, but I went back to Mojo, just the triple line dialer. But, um, you know, we were doing projects for recruiting. We were doing projects to transfer CRMs. We were doing, um, train the trainers. We would train their internal ISAs. We build the foundation and then we train their ISA into it. So the top 70, the bottom 75% of my clientele, what it would be a revolving door because it was just by a project basis. Right. Um, you know, I had, uh, five managers, at one time, I had three assistants at one time, and it was the most stressful time in my life. <laughs> well, so what, I want to talk about ISA University, but what I want to talk about is like what happened before that. Like, um, so I had I, I had an ISA that specialized in technology, and I changed I cross trained my data manager for him to help my data manager, and uh, 
he, uh, he wanted to start his own ISA company. So one night on his midnight shift or his 10 o'clock shift, as he logged out, he locked me out of all my systems and stole my company. And, uh, we never, we never regained our footing. Uh, I, I had to refund, uh, half a million dollars over the course of a month and a half. Cause I couldn't do their, he locked me out of everything. My last pass, everything, and then changed all my passwords. I, I couldn't, I, I was a sitting duck. I let go of um, all but 40 of my ISAs and then we've regrown from there, but I, re I let go of all my brick and mortar after that. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't sustain. I, and then, and then the trust, I, you know, it really, I'm like, why would you do that? Like I hired you at $15 an hour. You haven't even graduated high school. Like I gave you all this opportunity. Why would you steal this from me? You know? And there, I mean, there's still, uh, there was still a lawsuit going, I think up until about a year ago to, you know, recoup, but you know, nothing, I didn't ever get anywhere. I never got my passwords. It's, it's, those are a challenge. You're not, unfortunately, you're not the first person um, I know with a small business that had, you know, similar situation. So tell me, let's talk about today's iteration. So ISA University, what, tell me what is ISA University and um, what's, what's the future look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started, when I first started the ISA company, I wanted to create a school for entrepreneurs. Like it was an ISA company that was the industry facing. But my one of my biggest passions is a school or a college of some sort for the rest of us. Like, like we're odd ducks, you know, like right. we we don't fit in. We don't fit into normal college. Like we need a place to learn how to take massive action you know, and I, and I really wanted this to be like a school of entrepreneurs. And so I had created ISA university about five, six years ago with this just idea that it could be a virtual college where you could tune in virtually. You could take the classes that you needed to take to finish what you wanted to do. And you, you, it'd be affordable and it would help you get from point A to point B. And so I would say that we're in our infant stages where we're helping out the real estate community with the courses that they need um, they have an ISA, they can plug them in to our ISA training. We'll get them setting, you know, one to four appointment conversion ratio in the first month. Um, no questions asked, you know, I'm, I'm teaching them exactly how I teach my ISAs, uh, for the real estate agents. We have back to basics training, uh, typically with real estate agents, if they have a bottleneck in their system, you got to change one or two things. You don't, you know, you just really, you join on, you take the course that, you know, through a consultation or the one that resonates with you. This is the one that you need, you know, and, and you're able to apply it to your business. So it's all, it's not theory. It's all like, this is specifically what, excuse me, what you need to do. Um, you know, and then we have mindset coaching too, to keep your head in the game. Um, just all very affordable, very specific hands-on when you go there, you're not going to just get read a book, you know, like this is exactly what you need to do. Dumb down, baby step down. And I'm going to say dumb down because you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. you have to get down to me like I'm five years old. Absolutely. What do I need to do? Well, and I, I think so much of that is missing because one thing that's abundantly clear is there's a million things we could be doing as real estate agents and entrepreneurs. And so what I know you see it too. What I see all the time is like, so they, everyone tries a little bit of everything and it's like, so you get nowhere because you just, you know, you're moving in all these different directions. So I love that you're really focused on Hey, here's what you should be doing uh, and the steps that you take. So if, I, if I'm understanding you correctly, Alita, like what I'm hearing is your ideal customer 
or student, if you will, is not just a real estate agent, but it's also maybe somebody who's on the phones or as an ISA, if you will, for a real estate agent, or maybe I'm a real estate agent with my own team and I want to hire ISAs, but truthfully, I don't really know what I'm doing. I can come to you and you can help me get them trained. And so that way they also know what they should be doing kind of day in, day out. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So anybody can enroll in any of the events and courses. And if they miss it, they're all recorded. So if they pay for it, they get the same thing that we're teaching. Cool. Uh, it gets sent to them in a, in a private YouTube video. So it should be accessible, you know, anywhere with Wi-Fi. Um, and they can enroll their ISAs. They can enroll their agents. They can even enroll their support staff. So if they have a VA assistant or lead coordinator, sales manager, operations manager, anyone that you're relying on knowing what to do and, you know, from high level to, you know, foundational level, and they'll be able to enroll them in. What's the, where, is there like a website? What's the homepage? How do people find out more about that? Yep. You just go to isauniversityonline.com. ISAUniversityonline.com. We'll put that in the show yeah. notes, by the way, for the listeners. So if you're listening to this, you can go back to that later. Uh, we'll have yeah. notes for you. Okay. And the really, one of the really cool things, and I just have to mention this, is that the gentleman doing the mindset coaching was in my internship program seven years ago, six years ago. And in the internship program, when you came to me to learn for language of sales, you had to have a goal. You had to have a personal goal and a business goal. And that's when I had time to sit down and work with them on all their goal setting. His business goal was to be a life coach. His personal goal was to, you know, get healthy, go through his mindset, overcome his limiting beliefs, but actually through his plan to action. And I can't take credit, of course, for where he is now, but we, we went over his website. I, I helped him with his website. I helped him with his initial packaging. I helped with his initial, like, how do I, how do I help people? How do I get people to you know, believe in me that I can coach them. And now he's a mindset coach nationally. That's awesome. That's so cool. I love it. I love it. And All so right. I reached out to him and I said, you know, I know, I know you're busy, but like, can, we need some mindset coaching, like real estate, the real estate industry, we just went through the trenches. I mean, we don't even like, we're so gun shy on doing anything. So we don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. You know, like, we're like what's tomorrow going to look like, you know? And so I said, would you want to do some mindset coaching? So he's our mindset coach That's you know, awesome. at ISC University. It's, it's really cool. What um, I, I want to, there's one more thing I want to talk about, uh, which, which I know, you know, but so I, so ISA university online.com. That's the place people yeah. find out about that. Um, yep. And I know I'm starting to, so we're starting to run on time, but I, there's one thing for sure. We're not, we have to talk about, which is uh, cause I remember the last time I saw you was, I think we were in Dallas last year an event yep. and you started talking to me about to the tokenization of real estate. Um, and I know you've been doing some work there. So for the person kind of that five-year-old level, if you will, when somebody hears the word tokenization of real estate, Alita, like what, what does that mean? So essentially what we're doing is we're um, it's fractionalized interest on the blockchain, uh, but it's decentralized. I guess that's not, I guess that's not a five-year-old explanation. That's more like 10, 10 year old, like for sure. <laughs> Even 10 year old. <laughs> the, the big craze right now is uh, how to buy and sell real estate with cryptocurrency, right? Or, or a big craze if, uh, if you're paying attention to it, if you're, if you're in the blockchain space whatsoever. And what our platform Terramint has been able to do is tokenize real estate, which allows the owner to maintain, maintain ownership and raise capital 
to either um, complete their developments, uh, put it back into their hotels, um, finish a project, or even just cash flow, get their liquidity back, you know, and and turn their property into a rental. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you questions like I did in Dallas, like to walk through like the kind of some of the obvious things that come up. So this would be say in place of like traditional financing, right? Because you just mentioned like bring in some of their cash. So like, instead of going to a bank to do these things, we could do this through the tokenization of real estate. Is that what you're saying? You can, you can. The The biggest uh, sticking point with buying property, and I know because I'm, I'm doing this, the biggest sticking point to buying property through tokenization is getting your, um, getting your proposition out there to unaccredited and accredited investors to invest in the tokens and explaining to them what it is. Okay. So let's say I have, let's say I own some real estate. Um, Let's start with something simple because, because most of us are real estate agents listening to this. And most of us either own real estate, you know, investment real estate or represent people that own single family rentals. Let's say I have a single family rental. Am I, first of all, am I a candidate for this? Yes. Okay. So I own a property and um, how would I, what would I do with this? Like, let's just say I'm, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do this just because I like to be on the cutting edge and learn things. So I've got this, I've got this investment uh, property and I want to learn about this tokenization thing. How would this, how would this apply to me? So it would apply to you if you want to maintain ownership, but you want to regain your liquidity. Okay. So right? I've got, let's say I've, I got a house that's worth, let's say a million dollars and I only owe $300,000. So I've, yeah. got a, I've got a lot of equity. So without doing a home equity line of credit or refine or selling, having to sell, I, you're saying this is an this is an option for me to regain some of the, the cash that I've got effectively stored in that property. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So each one of your properties would be individually tokenized. Okay. Um, if we look at fractionalized uh, uh, fractionalized real estate, okay, and now we put it on the blockchain. Now we're, now we're looking at tokenization. So what we do is you go, okay, hey, Terramit, I wanna tokenize my um, piece of property. We're gonna do 100,000 tokens divided up um, into a million, right? So each token's gonna be worth uh, the same value, right? So you add up all 100,000 tokens, it'll, it would equal a million dollars, right? right? Anybody that were to buy the tokens, let's say that you're going, all right, buy the tokens, you're going to get cash less than 3% determinant, but you're going to give everybody that invests in your property through tokens, you're going to give them 5% annual ROI, right? So they're going to, they're going to be able to use the, the tokens to move around the blockchain. You're going to be able to enjoy the liquidity. Maybe you give them a five-year buyback if you want, right? So after five years, I'll buy this back from you, but I'm going to be able to use this cash um, to reinvest in other things, uh, yeah. right? In the meantime. So someone is, I like to think of it, and this is probably maybe the third grade version. Um, I like to think of it as like, it's almost like I'm taking my piece of my property and I'm going to sell shares of stock in it. Let's yeah. think about it, right? So yeah. like in your example, you have a hundred thousand shares. So I'm going to share all of the, those are all going to be 10 bucks each as what I'm going to sell them for. And I'm willing to sell X amount. Let's say I wanted to get $500,000, right? Um, yeah. So I'm going to, so I'm going to sell, uh, I'm going to sell those. And then I can, um, I can use that money for other investments, as you mentioned, or whatever, whatever I need, the, whatever I want to use that for, hopefully to go make more money with. And yeah. so you're saying I'm going to have to, I'm going to pay back a, 
a certain ROI because I'm collecting rent effectively on this property. Like it's an income generating property. So I would then be sharing those profits based on the percentage of ownership or based on the X amount of dollars or cents per token. Is that, is that right? Back to your investors and the platform takes care of all of that. So the platform will actually, you'll, you report back to the platform what your ROI was and they, they disperse it to the token holders. They put it in the wallets. You don't do any of that. You just file the paperwork. That's awesome. And, and uh, so the platform is called Terramint. It's T-E-R-R-A-M-I-N-T.com. Okay. Terramint.com. Okay. And let me ask you this, like, who's the ideal person to, to explore using this in your opinion? Anybody that owns real estate could use their liquidity back without having to sell their investment or having to sell their real estate. Um, you know, as we see right now, if you go and you get a loan or you have equity tied up in, in, you know, in real estate and you can't get it out without selling it, um, you know, you're sitting there with all this money and you can't do anything with it. But if you did, if you did have, if you were able to get that half million dollars out and you're thinking, oh man, I could really fix up my property. I could buy another property. I could pay off debts, <laughs> you know, I could pay off another property, you know, but it's with each property being individually tokenized, the power to tokenization for the homeowner isn't just the initial liquidity, but if you're, if your investors or your shareholders, token holders decide to sell, buy, sell, and trade these tokens, which we know there's a ton of movement on the blockchain, so they most likely will you get 50 basis points every time somebody transacts one of your tokens. Oh, wow. As the homeowner. So that itself is a really great way to make passive income on your investment. So anybody that owns real estate and they don't want to sell it, they don't want to relinquish title, this is perfect for them. The biggest bottleneck that we have as Terramint is the advertisement and education to everybody of saying, hey, you need to invest in Terramint tokens because you're going to get a passive income on the token and you're going to be able to move it along the blockchain. Yeah. I think people hear these words like token and blockchain and it's really, it's those, they're actually very simple concepts. The words are new. And so they sound, they sound too technical, right? And there is a very technical aspect to it, but there's also a very technical aspect to like, title and escrow and to lending that none of us need to know anything about, but we know, we know about it. We know the concepts. And I think that's the thing here. And that's, that was what I really wanted to get out um, is the fact that there is, this is a growing segment of the industry and it's going to continue to be here. And like other things, I think the more we can be educated and the more options we bring to consumers, the more valuable we are. And therefore the more relevant we stay in the future uh, and it's also just a way for us to, if, I mean, if we're going to be totally selfish about it, how to build our own wealth and, and to continue to, to do that. And I, I think you and I could probably talk about that all day long too. Um, so terramint.com, is that where people should go if they're interested in learning more, whether they're an investor or a realtor? Yeah, absolutely. And then even if they have a buyer or seller that they want to exchange title um, and receive cryptocurrency as their form of payment. They need to go to Terramint as well. We're about two months away from allowing sellers to list on our platform and accept cryptocurrency in lieu of an actual exchange of title. 
Um, we stabilize the currency. We even get it to escrow through the trust accounts and they can go through a traditional closing, but Terramit can facilitate the exchange of buying real estate with Bitcoin, buying real estate with Ethereum without having to go through fiat. You know how it is. As soon as you take money out, you're paying 20%. Yeah. And then you can only take 10,000 out at a time, right? Well, Terramit can take your million dollars of Bitcoin stabilize it, put it into USDC, put it into DAI, right? Tra get it into currency that escrow could actually understand and take, <laughs> right? And then we can even do a title search and lean search and people can sell their real estate as NFTs on our platform. Um, you know, I just, I don't think that people understand what that means, but you can buy and sell real estate with cryptocurrency on our platform. I believe that the biggest power is tokenization because you don't have to relinquish title and you earn a passive income. But for something that everybody really understands, exchanging title and wanting to use Bitcoin or a different cryptocurrency, you can do that as well. Uh, that's awesome. Okay. So for the person that says, I definitely want to learn more, is TerraMint.com the best place for them to go? Or is there something else? They can enroll in my classes. Uh, I, I am teaching classes on oh. what to know on uh, isauniversityonline.com. So they can enroll in any one of my classes to do with cryptocurrencies. Oh, cool, okay. And, and I'll be, um, the, the industry right now, there's a ton of movement. The FCC is actually doing a ton of investigating and peeking their, their head, under, head under the skirts of companies and really seeing what's sure. going on, right? And so there's a lot of uh, just lack of regulation in the space that we're hoping the FCC decides on something that way we have a, a basis point, a heading of where to move in what direction. Um, but if they want to start learning about it or at least learning some concerns or how to have conversations or what we're doing, they can enroll in my events and, and join on as well. Guys, if you're even remotely interested, if this sounds like remotely exciting to you or interesting to you, I can't stress it enough. Go take the classes, go learn more about it. Um, this is awesome. And, uh, Alita, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. This was enlightening. I'm sure I know, I know for a fact you and I could sit here and talk about crypto and real estate and all, no. all things related to real estate too, for that matter, for the next two days straight. Um, but I also got a day job to do. And I know you do too, but so I just want to say thanks a lot for taking time today and sharing this with our listeners. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And any ISAs out there that need support or anybody that has leads and they need support, we're here for you. Um, you know, just let me know how I can help you. And, you know, you don't need to be sitting there wondering where to get your next closing. You probably have it right there in your database. <laughs> Every, everything you need is already there. That's for sure. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. ISAUniversityOnline.com. Go there, check it out. Alita Reynolds, thank you so much for being an awesome guest today on the Kevin and Fred Show podcast. Thank you. Thank you. All right, yeah. guys. We'll see you next week. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty, and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.